<laughs> You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. So tonight we have a very special guest, Essence Flori. Hey, how are you What's doing? Up? Welcome to the show. <laughs> First time. First time. How you been, Essence? Really good. Just you know, riding my bike, dancing when I'm not riding my bike, and <laughs> just racing a lot. So yeah, let's let's get into it. So introduce yourself to everybody that doesn't know who you are. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, I'm Essence. Um, yes, that's my real name. My daddy gave it to me. <laughs> and no, he's not a hippie. Uh, I was born and raised in Thousand Oaks, California, and um, started riding my bike at the age of two and a half because my dad took the training wheels off and was like, 
you're riding this bike. And I cried and I didn't know how to use a wrench. A little three-year-old, like a little less than three, trying to wrench her tie, yeah. her little training wheels back on. And from that day on, it was just racing and riding. And, um, you know, actually somebody from his work, like was like the best thing you can do for your daughter is put her in dance. It's going to make her confident. It's going to make her strong and, and independent, like all this stuff. And he was like, yeah, like that's all the stuff I want for my daughter. So he put me in dance as well. So it's kind of the weirdest mix. People don't really believe me when I say I'm, I do both professionally, but I do. That's pretty rad. That's pretty rad. Uh, um, to do like two things that you love to do and, and you do it well. Yeah. I, I think uh, for the longest time, people like to tell me or would like to tell me that I, <laughs> I couldn't do everything <laughs> because like my freshman year of high school, I was playing soccer. I was running cross country. I was racing my bike nationally <laughs> and I was dancing at school and dancing. Comp- I almost died. I, I had to cut some things out. And so <laughs> people just knew me as that crazy do everything person. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I remember your dad. He, he would go to all the races. Yeah. You guys, uh, he still has that with that Ford uh, uh, diesel uh-huh. pickup Ford, truck. Yeah, was it like Ford, a 250 uh, crew cab? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you're on your own. You know, he doesn't follow you around anymore to the races or? Oh, he, yes. He he loves to when I allow him to. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's always cool, good to see him. You know, he's like, always, he's always focused. You know, it's like running around on the bike, you know, uh, you know, following wherever you're at. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when I was younger, he was very much so like, do this or die, you know, yeah. like you have to, or you'll lose <laughs> and then you can't come home. And like, I was like, Oh gosh. Okay. And, um, now that I'm older, it's really funny. Actually, just at China peaks, he was there and going down stage five, he was like, I can't, I can't watch. I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> like just like, he's hugging me. He's like praying for me. He's like, just, just don't get hurt. Okay. Like just have a good time and don't get hurt. I was like, who are you? You are not my father. Where's, where's my dad? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so what was your first race? So, um, my very first race ever of this season, uh, ever. Like, oh, you remember that, it? Yes. Very well. Um, so, well, I did some like Shimano kids races when I was about five years old, but okay. I, I don't, really count those yeah they don't count they don't count so my (laughs) first real like race is one of the biggest ones burned in my memory I was about I think I was seven almost eight years old and it was up in Napa Valley California and I was um, put into a category they didn't have a separate category really for boys and girls it was just 10 and under kids okay and um I went out and it was only a five mile race. My dad's like, it's just like Los Robles. It's only five miles. Like this trail we would do all the time. I was like, okay, I can do this. I got this. And no joke. I'm like hammering in this tiny little five mile race, riding around these, you know, beautiful vineyards. I'm just like, can't breathe. And I'm getting to the finish and the finish is this little uphill paved road into the finish line. And there's one boy in front of me. And I just stand up and I just start hammering and we go at it and I just see the light like go out of his eyes like I can't do this. And I I like passed him and he just gave up and was like so You pissed. crushed him. You crushed I him. crushed his soul. <laughs> yeah. And it was the best moment of my life. And I go through the finish and I won and um, I actually had an Olympic like gold athlete at that time give me my gold medal. Oh, wow. And it was just like a very – big start to my racing career <laughs> it was that like was the it, moment huh? <laughs> yeah so, so let me ask you if if you would have if you would have crushed you instead of you crushing him you think you would have still uh, continued to, uh, to race mountain bikes um i think so i yeah? just think i just get like a lot of joy out of beating boys and it like really fueled <laughs> the fire <laughs> so yeah that's funny so that kid nowadays he's like I don't know where he's, yeah. he's gone. He's like a gamer he never, now, right? He's, he quit <laughs> quit his bike and now he's in his, locked in his probably parents' his mom's basement. basement. Yeah, he's exactly, never right? touched a bike yeah. again. Wow. He's like that girl who was like three years younger than me kicked my butt. Like, I'm never touching my bike That's ever it. again. My yeah. life's over. Yeah. So um, let's talk about your training to get to a, to a pro level because it's not just – Riding your bike, you, you, you know, you, it's got to be, you know, tailored to you. Yeah. Uh, plus, I'm sure your, your dancing career has probably helped a lot yeah. with your 
with your cycling? Yeah, um, man, I wish I could explain it all. It's um, I owe a lot of it right now, especially like my newer like success in like these past two years to um, Bobby Langan. He owns Langtown Racing in Thousand Oaks, California, and he um, basically started getting me on these intervals. Started pushing me to, you know, put out these watts that I've I've never put out before. So wait, 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 wait. What were we doing before? Oh, before, Bobby? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's no life before. You're, you're just, just, just riding around? <laughs> you know, I I know that sounds crazy, but um, I just rode by myself a lot. And I, <laughs> this is how crazy my childhood was. Um, I loved dance with all my heart. Like, biking was my, like, Xena warrior. Like, I'm going to destroy people. <laughs> and dance was my, like, I'm a beautiful, graceful human being. Little like, tutu, little princess. Like, like <laughs> just big lashes on and, like, you know, the hair and everything. Um, but beforehand, I had to literally sign a contract with my dad with a mediator, which was one of our family friends, saying I would ride my bike as much as I danced because I wasn't riding my bike enough because I was dancing so much. Wow. And he was I like so that, Dad. Mad. We should have we brought him in here. <laughs> like bad. literally put a paper like with a list of my requirements and I had to sign it. And he signed it as well. Like date it. Maybe like put some blood. Yeah, we on should it. have brought your dad in here. I know. Maybe another time. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a follow up. He would love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, from that moment, I was like, okay, like you know, when when you tell me, like when we have agreements, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try to uphold this. So mm-hmm. I I would I'd get on the trails by myself all the time, and um, it's kind of lonely, like biking by yourself, like training on your own. It gets very lonely, and nobody really had a schedule like I did. Um, but I just do it a lot, like in high school, really all by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, come college, uh, my friend Blake Carney and I would ride a lot more. Um, he's amazing. Uh, he went to world championships like eight times wow. for um, uh, four cross because he's an incredible rider. And uh, he really helped me like develop even more of my descending skills because mm-hmm. after high school i was i was like i'm done with cross country like yeah because that, that's all you did right that's you started cross country racing yeah yeah it was cross country i would do like downhill dual slalom like four cross for fun mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like it was only xc like that was my focus and i was going to worlds for xc and i just got tired of it i was like i want to eat some brownies like i want to not <laughs> <laughs> want to throw up every time I ride, right, you know? Right. Um, and I just had more fun doing downhill. So yeah, like my transition from riding by myself in high school a lot, going to college and finding a friend who just was really cool. He's very patient with me. He would teach me a lot of stuff. He would, you know, just, just burn me if I was like breaking through corners, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You yeah. know, and he'd, he would help me a lot. And, um, from there, like, I found more biking friends in my area and kind of developed a community to ride with, and that's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now now that I have Bobby as my trainer, I, I just really think I started to excel. Once I found people to have fun with right, and then had somebody to hold me accountable for the serious stuff, that's when I think I really started taking off. That's the key, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, Nino, Nino Schurter, I mean, you, you know, he's got his videos and stuff like that or when he's training and stuff like that. And most of the time, he, he does it by himself. Mm-hmm. He's training by himself, but when he's having fun, that's when you see a bunch of people, like, hanging out and having a good time. Yeah. But I think, I think when... Um, when you're like getting down and dirty with training and focusing, and you want to win the championship, mm-hmm. I think sometimes you got you got to do it on your own. Yeah, because uh, um, you can't be like, oh well, you know, this person held me back, or I had to wait for this person. No, no excuses. Exactly, it's all you're you're held accountable for your own actions. Always, everything so. in life, not just biking. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> just exactly. saying, y'all. <laughs> yeah, just saying. So um, you're you're done with cross country racing, but mm-hmm. you're still you're still probably still doing some of the same stuff that you're doing for when you were training when you were riding cross country right intervals yeah. mm-hmm. um, intervals going on good long rides um i mean it's nice to not feel like i have to just like hammer every hill that i see like i still push it but you know it's different like cross country you're just like i must pedal everything as fast as humanly possible like there's no letting off and like riding enduro you're like i'm going out for like three and a half four hours i'm gonna ride these four or five different downhills and it's okay if I don't want to hammer up the hill like Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of nice but on the downhill you you challenge yourself you pick downhills that are gonna challenge the skills you want to work on and that's a big 
big difference. And honestly, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> so how many years have you been uh, in a racing pro category? So this will be, uh, four, so four years ago, I started my very first race um, at a pro enduro, which was actually China Peaks. And I hadn't been back since. Four years ago? Four years ago. So that's when, um, uh, it wasn't, uh, who was it? Eric Saunders was Tim. Him and the other guy were putting that on, right? The, the beginning? California Enduro No, no, the China Peak. China Peak race? I believe so. Is, it, is, was that the year where uh, where everybody had to put, go pedal up like three times up the yeah, mountain? Oh, my and there, God. There was, a, there was a lot of pros that like tapped out because yeah. it was so tough. Dude, I remember okay. that. That, no joke. This is how this went. I was finishing call. I was like doing my master's. I'm like finishing some college stuff. My friend Daniel was like, Essence, you are coming me, with me to this race. You're going to love it. I was like, dude, no, like I'm not doing it. He's like, you're going and you're racing pro women's and you're going to kill it. And he lived in San Diego. He's like, and I still lived in Thousand Oaks. He's like, I'm coming up. I'm picking you up. You're getting in my car and we're going. And I was like, you know what? If you make every effort to get me there, because I'm literally saying no the entire time <laughs> and I get to even sleep in the car, then I'll go with you. He was mm -hmm. like, deal we get up there we set up camp we like get there at like three in the morning next day we're practicing and then like race day it was no joke we raced it was 30 miles and we raced for like five hours yep and it was my first race and i got third and i was shocked like wow. and i had i won like 500 dollars for third that year and i was like oh my god like this is it, it was a really big blessing because it's what i needed right in the moment to pay yeah. some bills and i was like isn't that I, a trip? Yeah, like such like a blessing moment. And I was like, all right, like I love this. Like, and I'm actually pretty good at it. Like I didn't know Enduro existed. And if it wasn't for my friend Daniel, like I, I would have never gone and I wouldn't have found like the perfect sport for me. Like, cause I would always give, you know, downhillers a bunch of crap. I'm like, you guys are like sissies. You can't even pedal a bike. Like you have zero fitness, mm -hmm. you know, not all, but like most. Yeah. And so, like, once I found Enduro at that race at China Peaks, like, I was like, this is it. Like, I was made for this. Like, mm -hmm. this is my sport. Like, especially biking-wise. So, yeah, that was a big moment for me. Yes. China Peaks, no joke. No. You know? uh, <laughs> a lot of people take that race lightly, but it's it's, uh, it's pretty gnarly. No. It, I, th I think mo not... most of the California Enduro races are, are, uh, are you know, pretty gnarly uh, for the most part. Um I was gonna have to compare it to like EWS, but that's right. a different. <laughs> that's it's a different, different level. It's a different <laughs> level. So first race, third place, five hundred bucks, and so after that, you're pretty pretty much hooked. Yeah, I was like, let's do this. Yeah, and actually that year I came in and I raced um, Mammoth as well. That was like the finals, mm -hmm. and um, I ended up winning. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is this? Like I I hadn't been riding my bike, no joke at all and I was like all right y'all like women we need to step it up because if I'm coming in here I'm beating you and I haven't even been training like this is serious and actually I think it it put a big fire under a lot of people's butts because a lot of people were pissed because I came out of nowhere and beat them mm -hmm. and then the next year like the competition like stepped it up right they're like oh shoot we can't lally gag anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no rest in your laurels right? yeah <laughs> So that was great. Like, so that was like the first two races that year. And then the next year I was like, I'm committing to this season and went in. Uh, talk about uh, how you go about getting sponsors, you know, um, mm. as a, as a pro and a yeah, that's... first year. I mean, you know, okay. So you, you, you want to race, you know, how did you end up doing it overall on the points? You, you weren't really, you didn't I wasn't it. a okay. part. Of, yeah. I wasn't a series. I wasn't able to get any series overall anything because I had only raced two races okay. that very first year. Um, so that's why the next year I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to this series. And, um, I actually got sponsorship because of at China peak, I ran into a man named anchor who was running the Marin team at the yep. time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had no idea who he was. I was working on schoolwork, sitting by the fire pit. And like, it was like, nobody bothered me. I have to study, you know, is, is that the one uh, uh, that was in the middle of the parking lot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta study. Like yeah. everybody leave me alone. <laughs> you know, everybody else is like partying and stuff. Yeah. And, um, he was like, he just started talking to me and I kind of, the women were actually playing, um, I think, the World Cup that year in soccer, and we were kicking butt against China. And I was, like, talking about how 
I think that pro women athletes, you know, like especially like, for example, pro women soccer, like they don't get paid as much as the men. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you expect more women to come into this sport if they don't get paid as much as men. Now, I understand that viewership is lower, so less money, blah, blah, blah. It trickles down. Yep. But, like, for example, this year, I heard that it was supposed to be, like, record viewers for the women playing in, in the World the world Cup, like, kicking butt. And, like, mm-hmm. I was so happy to hear that because the more viewers there are, the more we're supporting the women and the more that, like, younger women will be able to come in and get supported. And I was like going off on this like passionate rant about like how women need to be, somebody needs to believe in them. Because if nobody does, nobody takes that risk, then we're not gonna get anywhere. Not Like there's women faster than me that aren't being sponsored. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. And um, he was like, yeah. And then like, he's like, so full ride next year. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like yeah. after, he, after I did really well, he was like, you're, awesome and i want you to join my team and they paid they paid my entry fees they gave me bike two bikes they were paying my travel like they flew me out to a race like it was the best sponsorship i've like i've gotten um and i you know it kind of just fell into my lap i it just happened mm-hmm. um following years i kind of have had to hustle because i, I changed sponsorship and changed bikes and trying to find things more um i'm a very I have to be genuine. Like I have to love your product to represent you. And I love Ibis and I love working with them. And they don't, you know, they don't sponsor me as much as I was when I was with Marin, but I love their product. Mm -hmm. And that to me is more important. And I hope that, you know, that eventually that'll pay off because if you don't believe in the product, like you shouldn't be repping it, I believe. Well, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, yeah. They're signing my check, so I don't care. Yeah, well, and a, a lot, lot of people, people do feel that way. Yeah, exactly. So then you know they, they don't they don't really care as long as they uh, they're getting that check every yeah. month or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. So I had to hustle a few years and like kind of just ask and like you know put myself out there. And then um, how I got into IPIS was actually because of Dylan, <laughs> dude, Doug Dylan. Oh, Dylan Santos. <laughs> yeah, it was Dylan Santos, and he um, was really cool. He was like, "I think you'd be perfect for this team," and I would. What love about what happened to him? Is he, that racing? Well, he got injured. Oh, okay. He got injured in uh, New Zealand. Okay. This year, poor guy. So he isn't. He's just been trying to recover. Damn. Yeah, because he is fast. Like that kid. Yeah. Is a stud. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. So props and, and, to and Dylan. And he's a uh, <laughs> he's down earth dude too. Yeah, and. Shout out, Dylan. You have some sick dance moves. So if, you, <laughs> oh if any of you see Dylan, be like, yo, Essence told me you have some dance moves and <laughs> force him to show you. <laughs> but yeah. Sweet. So um, how's it going this year? Oh, with racing? <laughs> it's going great. Like I'm, I don't know. I have no idea how this is happening, but I've. I've been to two races and I've won um, won them both, like for the CES series. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I did get my butt kicked at Sea Otter. I'll say it, like I got destroyed at Sea Otter because I just sucked. I wasn't ready. Well, to be fair, Sea Otter is not full enduro. No, it's very pedally, but still, like I you can do it on a hard tail from what I from oh, I understand. One hundred percent. But I still, from against me judging myself against myself, I sucked. Okay. I, I got married last year. I was in the honeymoon phase and was not training enough. And then that was my wake up call. Like, oh, shoot, I need to pick it up. Wait, so you started <laughs> training after Sea Otter? Yeah, I'm really bad. <laughs> and then, you know, then we went down to Ensenada and like had the, I had the best time of my life. It was like one of my favorite races ever. That was so fun. Like, number one. I really love stage one and two. I thought they were amazing. And then number two, I loved the environment of like hanging out around the pool. Like everybody was just like having a good time. Like it was so much more intimate. Whereas yeah. the other races, like everybody just kind of goes off and like you don't get to like share that post race excitement with each other. You mm-hmm. know, everybody goes like, you know, with the crew, with the click and they're like, yo, peace out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Well, I, I mean, I would say China Peak has that. Yeah. And uh, Mendocino better. had that a little bit. Yes. Remember Mendocino? Did you do Mendocino a couple I did. times? That was like 40 miles in like seven hours later. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, they had the uh, those makeshift showers and stuff. Remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a cool vibe, though. You know, that whole, you know, like, you, you know, 11-hour drive up there to, up the coast and uh, what is that, Glass Beach or something and Fort Bragg. And it was, it was a cool, cool little uh, um, 
Cool little town, I think. Oh, yeah. It was definitely – it was cool. I'm just – I still think I had way more fun in Ensenada. But I also just love being down in Mexico. I love getting to talk to people in Spanish because I'm a nerd. And, like, one of my biggest goals in life is to learn Spanish fluently. And I'm terrible at it. But I just love it. It's, well, you, you said it's another pretty well. You said Ensenada. Ensenada. I try. Ensen, you didn't say like, Ensenada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, you know, represent the language well. Yeah. But. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, um, stage one in, uh, for Ensenada Bike Fest, you, you pretty much, you know, pulled the gap on, on the rest of the field, right? That very first stage? I did. And I think I figured out why. Because at first, I was like, all the girls were like, how in the world did you get 30 seconds on Kathy Pruitt? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I was like, did I do something wrong? Like, I, like I said, like, I'm like checking myself. I'm like, did I mess up? Like, I, I will put myself out there if I did like cut the cord. Like, well, let me tell you, where, where are you going to cut the cord? I don't know. So that's there's, why I was like, there's okay, no way I, you can cut the course. There's no way I messed up the course. Like, I didn't cheat. Like, how did I get this ass? I think it's because I set my rebound really high. I just like, boop, 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 right over those rocks. <laughs> Yeah, the little waterfall section. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was this one section that, like, it was pretty rocky and it was off camber to the right. And yes. in practice, I was like, I almost died off the side of that. And literally the entire race, I was like, stay left, stay left. Well, there's two lines, right? The lower and yeah, the upper. And I was like, upper, yeah. upper lines, the uh -huh. line, like, for me. Yeah. And I hit it perfect. And no joke, like, while I'm riding, I'm like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And I think I just, like, amped myself up. So. I don't know. Maybe that just made me feel happier because I killed the line I wanted to make. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and and that uh, I think um, a lot of people underestimated uh, the trails down there. I think in, so. In my in my personal opinion, um, everybody had plenty of time to to go down there and pre. -ride. I think I we were communicating. You and I were communicating about you coming down and like it just never worked. It just never worked. And yeah. you know, I that was one thing that I was like, oh man, like like I. Literally, when I saw Kathy at the race, I was like, oh, no. And, like, I saw Steve, and I was like, I'm about to get my ass kicked this weekend. <laughs> and, and, like, I just didn't expect it, like, to go well. I mean, when we pre-rode on Friday, like, I was dead. I was like, I'm going to have zero power tomorrow. I'm yeah. dead. Because it's an exhaust. We rode all the stages, and it's exhausting. That, but that, that included the shuttling, too. With the shuttle, yeah. you still had to pedal your butt <laughs> off. So I was like, I was like, I, I'm, I'm out. Like I'm out of energy. Like I've, I've overdone it. Like I screwed myself. And like these people got to pre ride, you know, a month ago, and they're mm. fresh. And I guess it just worked in my favor. Like I, it was fresh in my mind, yeah. and like I had the, the trail little things in my head, and worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about stage two? Stage two and and Ensenada, um, <laughs> stage two was pretty pretty scary on some parts. Like I was like, all right, okay, I'm dead. Like I, you know, you had to do all this climbing to get up to it. It's the longest climb to get up, and I got up there and I was like, just hang on, because like it's it's like California. You go through every type of terrain as mm -hmm. you drive down California. Like that's how stage two was. Yeah, you were like, right? you're like chaparral and then you're like rocks off camber. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. And then you're like jungle trees. Yeah. And then you come out and you're like, woo, Burmy jumps. Like so, so many things on that stage. And I was just like major arm pump by the bottom. I was like, I had to like pry my hands off my bars. <laughs> and I was like, I'm alive. Yeah. I didn't fall off the cliff. And then like, of course, Casey, like, you know, CES photographers on the gnarliest part of the course where it's like, don't die and hit all these rocks and fall off the side of the cliff. And I was like, trying to look cool, but like, can't really focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Of course, Casey getting those good shots. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had an issue with, with stage three with the fires and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I, there was a lot of people that were pretty pissed at me because they would have won their class yeah. if we would have kept, kept stage, stage three. three. But, you know, the fires and then like somebody ripped the, the race course. So there's a, I don't know if you got caught up into that where mm. instead of staying left, you know, some people went right. I did the bottom. hear about that. I didn't have that issue. Um, I mean, there was parts where I was a little bit worried I would go off the course because it was c a little confusing, but I had pre-wrote it. And, like, I guess I – I mean, I I appreciate the mercy, like, 
in the in the sense that it's like you know some people really did get screwed with the tape being moved and stuff like that um and you know a part of me is like my heart for enduro is also to be like sometimes it's like one run that's all the practice you get or sometimes no practice ride it blind mm-hmm. like that's enduro yeah but the other part of me is like well if you practice you should know where to go yeah, you know yeah I, I, I guess i kind of feel both right like i'm like i understand why you did what you did but the other part of me wants to like yell at the people and be like hey if you practice like you should know where to go. Like that's your right. responsibility. Yep. So you know, yeah, a little I, bit I, of both. I, I got people mad at me, but uh, hopefully they they come back next year. <laughs> hopefully they'll forgive you. Yeah, and then and they'll then stage four you. was kind of short and sweet. You know, steep shoots and yeah. um, I mean, I, I try to be, do the best I can with the descriptions. Like after you get done with four, you're like relieved, or you're like, damn, like I need some more. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Um, I think I love steep shoots. I've, I've really determined that after I've ridden in, um, Santa Cruz more. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, a lot of girls are afraid of like steep and rocky. I'm afraid of drops, like no earth. Mm. Like that freaks me out. Like even the tiny little drop on China peaks, if Rachel didn't like hit it and be like, look, you can do it. I wouldn't, I would have had a hard time. Yeah. So she encouraged me like, thank you, Rachel. And, um, (laughs) no joke. Like, when I hit shoots, I'm like, yes. Like it, to me, it's like snowboarding, okay. and I, I love snowboarding. So I'm just kind of like going down, hanging on for my life, and like let my bike go where it wants to go. And mm. I, I'm one of those people that's like, I want more. Like yeah. I love steep shoots, where other people are like, I'm glad I made it out alive. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we'll we'll see what happens next year. Uh, we, you know, um, my goal is to offer a new stage every year, uh, as long as Steve's allows me to be part of the series. Yeah. Um, I want to mix it up. I don't want to be the same thing every year you know people be like oh the same stuff again you know yeah. what i mean yeah so i got i got a lot of plans a lot of ambitions for for that but uh it's going to take some some work and some team effort yeah, with people from there. yeah a lot of manpower let's for sure. get some trail gnomes out there to help you oh i need a lot <laughs> so speaking of drops and stuff like that are you re- are you gonna race uh ma'am um north star north star yes i am so you ready for that? Because there, there's some pretty good-sized drops there. Sticks and stones. And what's yeah. the other one? There's that one trail that has a, a, a bunch of good drops. Yep. Um, Sticks and stones is definitely one of them. Actually, funny story. I was pre-riding that one time a couple of years ago and was like, I'm just going to send it. And I go off of it. And I'm by myself. <laughs> like, I pedaled up by myself. It's a Thursday. No one's up there. Oh, great. And I ate it super hard. Like, just flipped over and like died and i was like well that's that for me <laughs> you survived but though right what I, happened i survived i i crashed really bad and went home and iced i was like like a little wounded puppy kind of like whimpering down the right. mountain <laughs> um but yeah so i survived and i just you know found a different line to go around it instead of over it and mm. if there's one thing that i take pride in is um i'm a very uh, i've been told that i'm a very fast go arounder Okay, and, and I I, ex- I accept that compliment. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, this year being the first uh, uh, first ever stop for EWS in California, I mean, it, you know, it's good. it should be a, a pretty good show. I think I believe it's two days of racing. Yeah, it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be gnarly and it's rowdy. Gonna be gnarly. I know a lot of people that want to go that like didn't make it on. Like, just tons of people on the wait list. Like. It's big. It's extremely hyped up. Um, I think it'll be great. Um, I really think a lot of the trails are going to get blown to pieces. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. don't expect what you practice to be what you raced. Yep. Um, but, Except, yeah. Uh, 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 I guess be a good surfer. Yeah. Right? See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my theory is, is like, I... I don't like it when people like are like, that's my line. And then, you know, then they are like, oh, my gosh, like it's got so blown out and like I can't do my line. I'm like, well, dude, that's racing. Like you can't predict what it's going to be. And even if you know the course. So like in the heart and the spirit of Enduro, it's like riding a blind trail. Like Mm -hmm. you just got to let your bike go and use your skills and let it happen. Right. Instead of be like, I have to do this line, and then get pissed when your line's like destroyed. You know? Yeah, this is this is not a go kart racing. This is not Formula One. This is no. not a a, a a paved or a, you know concrete track where you know you know that's that's your mark. You're gonna hit the apex in the perfect spot. You know, yeah. no. This Just is, imagine this is like racing. someone going out there and like grooming it for them with like a yeah. little brush. Like here you go, mijo. Here, hold on, mijo. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. 
Let me, Come I gotta, back. I gotta brush off that rock yeah. for you. Like, let me bless. And you have book. grandma, grandma at, at the end with the with the uh, 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 a little treat or something. Here you go, Mijo. You did a good job today. Oh, good job. Yeah, good job, Mijo. No, 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 no. it's not it. Um, it's funny actually. Last year when I was in North Star, uh, that was my honeymoon. <laughs> the race was. <laughs> So going back to North Star this year, it's like crap. Like every year, North Star is gonna be like my anniversary. Yeah, North Star. Yeah. Uh, are you guys you guys staying there uh, in one of the condos, or are you guys like staying off the grid? What are you guys doing? Yeah, so I'm I'm still working out where what I'm gonna do, but I really like to stay in Kings Beach or close to the area in like a cabin of some sort. Okay. Um, Wait, yeah. you're not living that hashtag van life? <laughs> no. No. You know, I've really um I'll. I have a confession. I've been pretty jealous sometimes of people in their van life. And then I realized, like, I really love showers. <laughs> okay. That's an easy solution. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could find showers. Rinse kit. No. Get the no. rinse kit going on. I like. They have, a, they have an adapter where you can, you know, you plug it in. You can have hot water. You, hmm. you, you 12 volt there. And now you have hot water. You got like three minutes of, sh- of shower. Yeah. I mean, Brian Lopes showed us his his shower where he has a full setup and heated yeah. water and everything. But that's super bougie for me. Like, I mean, I guess it's not <laughs> as bougie as actually getting a real cabin. But like. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. uh, uh, there there's a um, uh, near Truckee Bike Park. There's a first come first serve little campground mm. near the airport, mm-hmm. um, and it's like super affordable. And it's like you can just go back on the main road and then get to North Star. Oh, and that's that, cool. You know, you know, if if you want to cut cost, yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a good. Oh, I just gave up my secret. Damn oh, it. Sh- okay, forget everything he just forget said. It. I'm gonna delete. It's my spot. <laughs> Don't take it. <laughs> But you know, it's like I know, like a lot of the mountain bikers, they 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 want to live that hashtag van life. I mean, I got a I got a Ford Transit van with the bed set up mm-hmm. inside, and I know that's and, why I where I knew where to park out yeah, there. Yeah, right. Like, oh, there's his van. Got yeah. it. I'm in the and right then, place. Uh, and Zwaz has got his uh, his Econo line. You know, I, I think exactly. um, <laughs> I think it's cool that they're you know you, you're kind of self sustainable. Um, maybe find a shower or somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really enjoy like a warm bed. I enjoy a nice warm shower. I like not the finer things in life, the, like not super <laughs> finer, just like normal. I guess we are, we are spoiled. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I used to camp at some races and I just, I don't, I already like have a hard time sleeping before races. So like anxiety or was oh, it? Oh yeah. I got the nerves. It, is it? Okay. Yeah. Big butterflies. Yeah. Every time I'm like, but I mean, is, is it more nervous or more anxious to like get it over with? Yeah. Or like, just like you want to just go out there and, 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 you know, do what you're training for, you know, to do. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. I think I'm more of a, a nervous than actually anxious to get there. I'm like, okay. Oh God, like it's coming. It's going to happen. Like, Especially like going into stage five of China Peaks this year, I was like, "Oh God!" Like, I just, I just need to make it past this stage, and then I'll be fine. Like, because we had to do stage four after stage five, and that, that feeling, like the whole day, I was just like, "Don't die, don't <laughs> die," you know. So I, I think it's more of like a nervous thing. Like, am I gonna make it? Like, am I gonna do what my body like is supposed to do? <laughs> so I, I'm more like nervous, sleeping, like. <gasps> Tossing and turning, like having bad dreams of like dying down the mountain. It's pretty average for me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not as nervous as uh, nerve wracking as uh, getting married. I mean, that's a that's a lifelong commitment, right there. That is like you're you're in it for life. I am, and till death do you part. Till death, which might be sooner than later with my my come activities. On, come on, <laughs> I always I always tell Nathan. I'm like, I don't know. I always make jokes to him because I. This is so personal. Okay, like I'll be like, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I need to, I need to do your eyebrows, like, cause you know, like guys' eyebrows whoa, get whoa, crazy. Whoa, 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 time out here. His eyebrows go like crazy. He's a, he's a manly man, right? He is a manly man. And you're doing his eyebrows? Well, like, okay, when you when you dudes yeah, yeah, get like, yeah, you gnarly, just put them on blast. You know like, that, right? Like <laughs> like Jason Momoa, like type of <laughs> eyebrows, like it's it's gross. Like it just it's like when the hair starts growing out of your ears. Like, okay, just, so you trim it. Just trim it. Yeah, I just but, trim it. Okay, I just trim okay. It. I trim right, the hair. It's right, like I a haircut for your eyebrows. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't even know where. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Nathan. Okay. <laughs> but like, I I don't even know does, why. Does I was it go? Does you it this. go get pedicures too with you? Uh, oh god, like no. A, like he a, refuses. No. Okay. Good no. man. Good but man. I mean, he's a clean man. I rep- I appreciate that. Like he'll he'll clip his own nails. Thank God. Okay. Not like 
okay, honey, it's time. You oh, know, like, come on. He's a come on. He's a big boy. He, he can do it. He's own. a big boy. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Uh, how's a how's a camaraderie like uh, amongst you know pro women? Uh, is it like everybody mm. gets you know everybody gets along, or is it like? Oh man, I don't really like her, but I'm gonna smile. I'm like, oh hi, how are you? Type of deal, you know what I mean? Like, such a good question. Um, you know, I am. I feel personally that it's very good, but it's also enduro, so it's different. Like cross country, not not for a minute. Like you are enemies. Like, right. I'm trying. That's to what I'm trying to get at because I know cross country is that's totally my like, the iron different. Throne. Like I'm gonna be the queen of the seven kingdoms. Like I will slaughter everyone in my way to get there. Like that's. Are how you cross referring country. to some kind of like game or something? Uh, yeah, or we're doing Game of, of Thrones <laughs> right now. Okay, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just finished the show, you guys. Oh boy. I just finished it. Eight seasons in a month. You're welcome. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Stranger I, Things is next. Stranger Things is next. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like. I just, I think it's really good. And I think it's because we work really hard. Like, as girls, as I really try, I want all women to know that they're welcome in Enduro. And, like, if we're catty and we're just, like, tearing each other down and, like, talking crap behind each other's backs, like, why are the younger girls going to want to come up in that? Mm-hmm. They already get enough crap of that in their high schools and, like, their whatever groups they hang out with. Like, No. Not biking. Like, we're here to support each other. We're here to, like, pump each other up. We're here to, like, help each other with lines. Like, and, you know, I don't think, I can't say the same for pro men, but, like, I definitely think for pro women, it's a very supportive environment right now. And, you know, like, obviously, there's, like, always going to be a girl or two that might, you might be like, ooh, I feel uncomfortable around that girl just because, Mm. you know, like, maybe she, she of how she is like outside of not talking to you but like for the most part all Mm -hmm. of them are so sweet like we constantly are like messaging or texting each other being like hey like how are you oh you're injured like (laughs) oh let's do a girls trip like yeah that sounds great like and i i really like that and like just this past weekend i went riding with um selena hoppin and she's a a younger Mm -hmm. enduro racer than me and i think she's gonna do big things and like even that, just, like, coming back from our drive, like, I'm like, yo, girl, like, I got you, like, pass it on to the next girl. Mm-hmm. Like, when you grow up and, like, someone, you know, you're older and you can take her to the mountain, like, support her. Like, yeah. that's how I want to But you got to let them suffer a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you know, you can't give them everything. You know what I mean? No, you don't, like, be like, here's all my lines. But, like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, Yeah. There's obviously, like, you have moments where you're like, okay, did I beat her? Okay. Like, but you're not, like. Oh, screw that girl, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I I want to promote that. Even if it doesn't always happen, that's what I want to promote because right. the other crap is, is stupid and it yep. doesn't make a good environment for other young girls to come up into Enduro. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, doing like clinics and stuff like that, I think that's huge, especially for like that are just women specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, it gives, uh, it encourages them, you know what I mean, where they're in an environment where they're not going to be judged by. A boy or a guy. Yeah, I mean, exactly. honestly, they're going to have to face reality eventually when they start racing. Yes. You know what I mean? So and that's mm-hmm. when they start like, oh, okay, well, this is not, you know, I'm no but, longer in my safe, you know, safe space. But, right. you know, you kind of you nurture them a little bit. So they kind of, you, you right. kind of toughen them up a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then they, you know, you send them off to the real world. Exactly. And you know what? Like, seriously, like, call out to our dudes. Like, I mean, if you can empower, like, and encourage the women around you, like, how much more exciting, like, is... I feel like is your sport gonna be unless you know you really just like hanging around dudes only like all the time just like what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> I thought you guys liked women yeah. like what the heck you like so just only dudes every single race dudes. in the vans dudes just, racing dudes 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 and like I was like yo but I know you guys like girls like yeah. <laughs> well I, how do you feel about like the uh, uh, that women only series though like that enduro series for women only you think that's helping the sport or is that like Maybe taking a step back because it's kind of like, mm, uh, um, um, it's kind of like excluding the guys. You know what I mean? Mm. So there isn't that like camaraderie. There isn't that fellowship between between guys and girls. It's just women only. You right. Know what I mean? what you do, know, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think it can be a little bit of both. Um, I I personally, when I heard it, I was like, whoa! Like that's when I first heard of that, I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like that sounds cool. Like I can meet a bunch of other girls, which isn't as normal. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, you know, honestly, like when we're practicing, we're always worried that we're going to get run over. Like, no joke. We're like, we're afraid we're going to get in someone's way. Someone's going to yell at us. Someone's going to run us over. 
and they're not going to feel bad about it. And like, then we just feel kind of shitty about ourselves because we aren't as fast as them. And like, so I think, you know, having, like you're saying, like even a women's clinic or like a women's specific race, it could be exclusive for sure. I, I don't want to diminish that, but I, I would say, I think it allows other women to connect with other biking women, which isn't as common, mm-hmm. um, even at the general races. And then like, it allows us to not feel as intimidated that like when we go out to practice, we're not just going to get like trampled and have dudes like yell at us. And like, I'm not saying girls are not capable of that, but I'm just saying it's more common for men to get pissed at you and yell at you if you're in their way. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't want it to be where they, they feel like in a way sheltered. And then when they step into like, uh, all genders race, they're like, Oh, well, you know, now I'm getting yelled at, you know what I mean? Now, like, I feel like, you, yeah. you, you know, you kind of, you kind of, you step out of your, that, that, that shell. That and bubble, the, yeah. Or the bubble, and then, like, you want to jump back back into it, you know what I mean? Right. And so I, I think, in, yeah. in a way, it might, it might prevent some women that are amazing athletes from stepping away from that series, because totally. they want to be just in that realm, you know what I mean? Yeah, they want more of, of stuff that's going to be where they're comfortable. Yeah. And you know what, um... I mean, that's where, you know, we come into play like that. I was actually talking to Rachel Strait about this at the last race. And I was like, girl, like we need more women in our sport. Like, Absolutely. And I was like, and you are a powerful voice. Like, I mean, we all are. But like, you know, for the most part, like you have a big influence. Like I can have an influence. Like let's every time we meet a new girl that we race against, let's invite them to another race. Even if they never come, let's be like, hey, like you were awesome this weekend. Like you should come with me to, you know, Mount Shasta next weekend. Or like you should come with me to Crafts and Cranks or like you should come with me to Illusion Brews. Yeah. Yeah. October (laughs) 12th. October 12th. Be there. Um, So like. (laughs) Shameless plug. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, plug it. But yeah, I think that that's the way that like in our dudes too, like not just us ladies, but like, you know, dudes like if you have other girlfriends that you know that ride that are doing that like be like yo you should come with me to this race like everybody's more likely to come to a race if you invite them Mm. and then they'll feel more welcome and more excited to go out and try right so i agree i agree for sure yeah it's it's tough It's it's a tough world you know but um trying to toughen them up in your way it's good because then they're kind of in a way somewhat prepared right for for that abuse of the guys because i mean when you're when you're when you're riding you don't you know unnecessarily you're not going to know it's going to be a, a woman or, or a dude that's in front of you in your way you know what yeah, i mean so they could be like hey ride her up you know what i mean they're gonna they're gonna just they're gonna be a dick about it yeah you know because they totally. want that person doesn't matter if it's you know male or female out of yeah. the way because they're racing or they're, they're trying to hit a line right, and they exactly. don't they don't want to get hurt now, yeah. i get that yeah but like that's what i'm saying if they ha- if like if these girls who are normally in like a women's specific like and have somebody to turn to like yo mm-hmm. like why was this person such a dick to me you're like you could be like hey you know like he was just trying to hit his line like yeah he doesn't want to get hurt he doesn't want to hurt you and then when when people like anything in life when people understand where other people are coming from mm-hmm. they're gonna have they're not going to be as like hurt. Exactly. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're like, oh, they have some kind of an understanding and like, oh, okay, I understand like why this person yeah. was acting that way. But like even me, like I, I have few dudes that I ride with. Like I don't like riding with all dudes because some dudes are just like jerks when they ride and like, like I can tell they're annoyed if if like maybe I want to climb slower or like maybe like if they have to wait for me at the bottom of something like. I'm just not going to ride with those guys because yeah. they make me uncomfortable. Right. Like, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to find other fast dudes to ride with. Like, I think like Zach's like a great example. Like he's, he's an awesome dude. He's so nice, but he shreds. Yep. Like I love riding with him. And like, that's why I'm saying like, I think more dudes can be that way if they choose to be. Yep. And that's going to help grow their their sport or help other women like want to come in whether or not they you know maybe they don't care about it but if they do care about it like change your attitude a little bit and like maybe grow some patience for Mm -hmm. people who are slower than you and yeah have some consideration yeah yeah especially when you're practicing when you're riding race i mean racing is something different obviously because you know you're against the clock but when you're riding and practicing i mean you're not gonna just go balls to the wall you know on a certain stage you're gonna like 
go and stop, maybe hike back up, and like, mm-hmm. oh, let me try a different line. So, yeah, just, you know, I don't know. Maybe, uh, um, you know, in, in Formula One racing, they have, like, a little blinking red light. Mm-hmm. So you can at least see, like, people that are, you know, that you're coming up to somebody. I don't know. Yeah, There's got to be some cool. kind of a, a marker that, like, oh, you know, I'm coming up to somebody. Yeah, we got to talk or, about Or, like, how... in off-road racing, like, you know, they have, like, little, like, the slower classes or, like, even other classes, they have, like, a like a, like an amber light or something. So you know when you're coming up in the dust, like, there's somebody there. Oh, yeah. So you don't run them over. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I, um, some of the girls and I were talking about this past weekend when we were riding together. Um, we want to find a way to get enduro televised more. Like even I know that that's hard. I know that's kind of slightly different from letting people know where who's in front of you on the course. But like thinking in that sense, like knowing where people are on the course, like how much cooler would enduro be if we can even set up like give some pro athletes like cameras so people can watch the course yeah. or like set up some cameras on certain corners of the course, you know? I'm, I'm going to try to fit in my budget next year to, uh, to actually bring a chopper in. Yes. Let's do that. And like, I like that. And then like, obviously, you know, we want, we want to follow the pro class mm-hmm. and just kind of maybe like maybe one or two stages, whatever, just kind of fly them, you yeah. know, fly around. But I gotta, I gotta find some sponsors for that. Hey, if you're listening and want to sponsor us, shameless plug, so we can start watching people shred. Yeah. So, uh, your 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 other passion, dancing. Oh wow! Yes. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Enough enough of this mountain bike racing stuff. Let's, uh, let's talk about dancing. Oh, I don't know if they want to hear about my dancing. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> what do you? What would you like to hear about? What would you like to know? Uh, just your involvement with dancing. Um, yeah. Just your, yeah, I mean, why, why, why do you love dancing so much? Oh, man. Um, I think I kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. I think that um, everybody has somebody who they, they believe they are inside them, if we're getting deep for a second. And I believe truly that I was, like, created to be this athlete um, that just endures. Like, <laughs> so, haha, enduro, like how ironic. But um, I think that the biking side of me feeds that competitive side that's like you win or you lose end of story there's no there's there's no arguing it Mm -hmm. but in dance like that artistry it feeds that side of me that believes in blurred lines that believes in like there can be beauty whether that person agrees or doesn't and um so that's like that graceful more compassionate more um, emotional side of me that comes out and it wants to just create and show and share and um, inspire. And I think that's why originally I was going to go into PT and I was teaching, um, you know, for 20 hours a week while I was a full-time student. And I was like, this is my love. Like, I got to do this, not PT. And so I went into teaching dance. Like, I was obviously dancing professionally. I've, like, been on two tours, which has been amazing. And I'm so honored. Really? Yeah, I was so blessed to be able to do those. Um one was in the Middle East and one was um, in South America. And um, hmm. just dancing my way through life and then trying to train in the gyms as I'm like on <laughs> tour. I'm like on a little stationary bike. No joke. Um, but yeah, I think dance feeds that side of my my heart that just it needs to be creative. It needs to make – and then it also wants to inspire others to do the same. Um, so yeah, I was trained very heavily in – um, jazz, ballet, uh, hip hop, contemporary, lyrical, tap, um, some modern at Bobby School of Performing Arts in Newberry Park, California. And um, I also trained in uh, the dance program at my school, uh, which is Thousand Oaks High School under um, Jaylene Murphy. And she's the best teacher in the whole wide world. I love her so much. So I, I think that, you know, these people – and these programs had a huge uh, impact on my life. And especially in my childhood, there was a lot of turmoil. Like my parents were divorced. Just lots of court, lots of um, drama, police, yelling, screaming, things breaking. And like, I think that the the dance studio was my home Mm. during that time. And it gave me a safe place to go to where I knew people would be there for me consistently that loved me and wanted to see me grow and would allow me to express what I felt. Um, and I think that's why I fell in love with it. Um, Mandy Moore was the director of our studio growing up. And literally, like, one time she had to, like, drive me home because nobody came to pick me up. And she now she's off, like, you know, she choreographed American Idol. She does So wow. you think. She 
is choreographing everything ever on So You Think. She choreographed the whole movie of La La Land. And, like, it's just the day she left our studio, I bawled my eyes out probably for, like, two days straight because she was, whether she knows it or not, like, she was the biggest, one of the biggest inspirations in my life to um, to dance. And just because I was somebody who started late, I started, like, you know, 13, get, taking dance very seriously, she didn't care. Like, she would still push me just as hard, even if I didn't, if I wasn't flexible enough, even if I couldn't, like, do as many turns, even if I couldn't, like, jump as high. Like, she still believed in everyone in that room. And that... That's awesome. That made me fall in love with it. Hmm. So, yeah. So, you're... Are you relocated down here in Orange County now? You're down here? Yes. So, I actually live in Irvine now because my husband is in medical school. Okay. Yeah. So with his uh, fashionable eyebrows, right? Oh my god! <laughs> I remember why I was saying that. I'm just saying. Oh my god! I'm saying that like if he ever marries again, I was like, well, when I meet him, I'll be like, hey, dude, how do my eyebrows? Oh look, my bro? god! Like, do you, don't you tell think him. I need a, anybody uh, who's listening. Do not tell him he'll never listen. <laughs> okay, but like he'll hate me forever. But like I told him, I was like, yo, I'm probably gonna die before you because of all the crazy stuff I do. I was like, but just so you know, because he hates it. He gets so mad when I I do his eyebrows. I'm like, babe. You'll, you're just going to look so much better and I'll be able to look at your face more. And he goes, Damn. <laughs> I love him so much. I love Cold him so bloody. much. And yeah, I know. Cold hearted snake girl. Uh, but I, I was like, well, at least your next wife, you know, after I die, like won't pluck your eyebrows and like try to like <laughs> fix them. He's like, I hate you so much. <laughs> so, so you're dan- so you, um, you're a teacher or your coach. I mean, what's your, what's your title? Yeah, so I just, I mean, I tell people that I'm a dance teacher. Um, I, my dream, my goal for in life is just to teach dance the rest of my life. Um, my Obviously, biking is great, and I love racing. I'm going to race as long as I can. But dance is something I know I can do forever, even mm. when I'm in a little wheelchair, because some of the best teachers I've ever had have been that little old lady with a cane yelling at me from the corner of the room. She hitting you with the cane too? Oh, yeah. yeah. They just she throws it across you. the room. Yeah, it's like, hey, like, bring the cane back. I need it over here. Yeah, she's like, no, you just <laughs> run back over here. Do some jetés on your way over. Um, but yeah, so I think dance is something that I can do forever and it's something that I can impact people's lives for the rest of my life no matter how old I get. And mm. I think that's why I want that to be my career career. Right on. Yeah. Well, I, I see your, your stories and stuff like that. You always have a bunch of kids there and you're, you know, what, you know, it seems like, like they all have like different, uh, like genres that they're, that they're, they're dancing to, yes, right? Yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes. so I'm, even though I'm a jack of all trades, I'm also, I feel a very strong jack of all trades in dance, except for obviously if, if you guys know anything about dance, like there's a Enlighten, lot of styles. Enlighten us. There's a lot of styles. So, like, the general competitive styles are, like, ballet, jazz, contemporary, hip-hop, tap, musical theater, modern. Those are normal competitive styles. Those are the ones I was trained in. Um, Whereas there's also ballroom, which is a huge overarching term for lots of other styles where there's, like, you know, cha-cha, merengue, um, West Coast swing, East Coast swing. There's lots of styles. There's ballet folklorico. There's um, my cousin does that. Yeah, so beautiful, so amazing. Mm-hmm. There's Irish dancing. Like, there's so many styles of dancing. So I don't like to, you know, say I do dance because, like, there's so much dance. Um, but yeah, that's that's my main focus. Are those competitive styles of dance? And I teach at a private studio right now called Endeavor School of the Arts in Costa Mesa. And um, I'm also next year. I'm coaching at Modern Day High School in really? Santa Ana. Yeah, so I would. That's the hood right there. That's the hood. You better I, be strapped, dude. Today, no joke. <laughs> I I taught these kids for Junior Monarchs Day. Kids that have never danced before in their life, and it was the most beautiful thing. You gotta go watch my story. These boys were so into it because I got another dude leader to help. It was beautiful, y'all. Like, boys, men, call out to you guys. You guys are the example for future boys. And, like, just just kill it, okay? That's what I'm going to say. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but, like, these dudes, I, like, they weren't listening. I was like, yo, grupo uno, let's go, vamonos. Like, and they're like, oh, my God, you speak Spanish? I'm like, not really. But, like, I can't kind no, of. No mames way. No mames. Oh, no. <laughs> no mames way. Oh, my gosh. I only know bad words before that, that phrase. you're like, no, pues, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ay, Dios mío. But, um, so, yeah, that was beautiful. Like, 
I, I love that. But so, yeah, I'm going to be coaching their um, – going to be coaching their all-female um, dance team. Wow. And Good for you. Congratulations. It's going to be great. Yeah. So that's going to be your full-time gig now in modern day? I'm going to – that's going to take up a lot more of my time, which I'm nervous of. Wow. Um, yeah. But you know what? I'm just going to make it keep happening, keep doing life. I mean, that's, that's an awesome school. I mean, they have a great – you know, football program. Huge they, football. They, yeah. Basketball. Yep. Everything. Mark, Mark Sanchez. I, I don't know. There's a bunch of guys that came out of that out of that school. They're very heavy into their athletics. And I think that's why they're hiring me on is because I did a lot of work for them this past year in their um, senior musical. And they really loved what my work. And um, basically they were like, we want our dance program to be at the same level that like our football or everything. And I was wow. like, yo, if you're serious about it, then get me a contract, I'll read it over. If we can agree on a payment, like let's make this happen. Like let's make these teams killer. Like, so. So, um, is that something that's competitive? Like in, in like in CIF and stuff like that, where there's yeah. like dancing? Really? Yeah. So they have, they have national championships, things like that. They, I don't think that they're necessarily titled CIF for dance, but they have specific dance like nationals where you can bring home titles okay. and like huge banners and all that jazz. Because the the high school that um, I graduated from and also helped train as well after I was graduated there, um, we've won a couple of national titles oh, and wow. like hang up those flags and those banners like yeah. proudly. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. The hood. The hood. Santa Ana, here I come. Watch out. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, it's it's getting better. You know, they're, they're doing a lot of gentrification, especially in 4th Street. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I also think that's why they're doing Junior Monarchs now is to, like, help the kids. The community. Yeah, help the community. They have a place for the kids to go, the things for them to do. You know, get them maybe pumped on, like, I mean, I don't think they can afford Modern Day. Modern Day is so expensive. But, like, just to get the kids, like, well, now, pumped on stuff. A lot of the kids... Don't live in Santa Ana. They they come from like other areas. Right, right. That go to modern day. That's yeah. what I've heard. But yeah. like a lot of these kids that are at this program, a lot of them are from Santa Ana. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I think that it's more of like a camp for mm. them, for the kids to come and be like, oh, cool. I get to try this because they have amazing facilities there. Oh, yeah. I get to swim. I get to do football. I get to I get to dance with the dance team girls. Ooh, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I think that's why they do it to like connect with their community and the surrounding area and help the kids get excited maybe to, you know, go to college and high school and like all that jazz. So that's awesome. Super cool. That's a, that's a big commitment on your part. Yeah. <laughs> so big. <laughs> trying to inspire the world one step at a time. Man, that might, that might, uh, Affect your racing career a little bit. I'm, I am a little nervous about it. Yeah. I am. Yes. They, you know, when they, when they do things, they, they go balls to the wall of their modern day. And, and any like Servite or Orange Lutheran, you know, when they do a program, I mean, they're not, they're not messing around. They want to, they want to be successful and, and be competitive and win at stuff like that. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I only train winners, so I'm All just right. kidding. All right. Well, there, here you <laughs> have such it. A brat. Those, are, those are the last words of essence. <laughs> We're gonna destroy. Yeah. Watch out, world. I don't have time for losers <laughs> <laughs> or mean girls. Or I mean already girls. told them today. I was like, no mean girls on this team. I'll kick you out so fast. Yeah. And then I'll have you know parents come in and try to sue me, and I'll be like, tell your daughter to not be a mean girl. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> when's uh, uh, when's your next race? So next race for me is Crafts and Cranks. It's two weekends from now um, up in Big Bear. Yeah. Is that is that uh, that's not part of the California Enduro Series, is it? Is it is something? not this year. Okay. It's separate. Um, I believe, I don't know if it's part of the SoCal Enduro Series, but it's definitely part of okay. Team Big Bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's local. Right yeah. up there. Yeah. A lot of people are like, why aren't you going to Mount Shasta? And I was like, well, you know, and that's really far. <laughs> and Yeah, I, it is. I'll, that's like an 11-hour drive. Yeah, and secret, um, I really hate try like I fall asleep when I drive. Like it's actually really bad. So like when I drive, I really have to either make sure I'm driving during the day or have someone driving with me because I re- like my mom could never get me to sleep as a child, and so she would drive me around in the car. So cars put me to sleep like that. Like interesting. Out. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's how you get me to sleep. <laughs> drive, drive, drive around the block a couple of times. Yeah, I'll knock right out. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Any last words from you, Essence? Any, any like words of encouragement? Uh, you know, yeah, for the, for the listeners out there. Totally. In real, I mean, real world. Thanks for listening. Thanks for um, supporting. I think obviously, if you guys are racing, like, I hope you guys are. You know, 
just remembering that everybody's at different levels and like if you can be like you know even if you think it's weird just like shout out be like yo like cool bike cool kit cool hump. like just like tell some some kid like younger than you like hey i'm glad you're here like you're shredding it or like just something to encourage the younger kids in our our in the next generation to be a part of our sport mm-hmm. and make them feel welcome because it's scary like it's just hard when you're you're young coming into an intense sport with intense racers like we just need to let them know that they're welcome and we're glad they're there mm. uh where can people follow you um i am mostly on instagram and i i have a facebook athlete page but yeah my instagram is essence under dash and then, yeah, my Facebook page is Essence Flurry, and I post a lot of my stuff, like where I'm racing and what I'm doing on there, and that's about it. Lastly, your sponsors. Oh, yes. Love my sponsors. So, um, Ibis, obviously, big shout out. Love their bikes. Thank you guys for my bikes this year and supporting um, paying my way to the races. Um, Kenda, your guys' tires are awesome. DVO, you guys are the best suspension. Thank you for shipping me out that new suspension set like right before China Peak so I didn't die. And um, yeah, like my Langtown Racing, my Bobby, my trainer, he's the best. I really appreciate you. And oh my gosh, I'm afraid I'm missing Fox. someone. Fox, duh, big one. Duh. Oh my God, I'm duh. Doo, 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 doo. Okay, Billy Eilish, I'm done. Uh, thank you, Fox, for my super orange kit that nobody could ever miss me on nope. the trail. No. Oh, there's Essence. Here she comes. <laughs> Here comes the pumpkin. <laughs> I found her. La calabaza. La calabaza. Yeah. <laughs> or what the a... la mandarin. La ma- yeah. Yeah. Right? That's true. Yep. Did I say that right? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, guys. You guys are, your sponsorship means a lot. And um, thanks for supporting women in the sport. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Ensigns, thank you for coming to the studio. We're in, uh, be on the bike. It's 101radio.com. Big Lou out.